This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Monday, May 9th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how are you doing? Dylan, I'm rolling. Yeah? That's that's a good good thing, I assume? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? Did you make it to Chris Sale Bobblehead Day this week? I did not. No, I, we had, we had a, an unhealthy puppy to deal with and I could not oh, I, no. had give, I had to give him away. Oh, no. That's, I, that's I forgot to use SeatGeek.com to give them away, however. I didn't have time. Could have sold them there. Yeah. I used the sponsor to sell your tickets. Time. Yeah, that, that is a thing, for sure. Um, well, yeah. So, Matt, the first thing I want to talk about, I okay. need to talk about, okay. is Bartolo Colon hitting a home run on Saturday. <laughs> it's the most outrageous thing. Honestly, when I when I, I, I saw it like flash on Twitter, I'm like, damn, I, I really wish we had a podcast to record because this is like right in our wheelhouse. It really is. It was outrageous. I I was not working, but my father called me. I talked to my dad a lot, like through text and instant messenger and and Google Hangouts and stuff. But he uh, he called me. I was like, oh, what's up? And he's like. Bartolo Colon hit a home run, and I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, man. Uh, and it was the same thing a year or two ago uh, when Adam Dunn pitched. Same thing, where he blows up my phone, and I happened to not be at my computer then, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I missed it live. But yeah, Bartolo Colon, 42 years old, oldest person to hit their first home run. I don't know. It's glorious. Do you know the record holder was? Uh, no, I don't. Randy Johnson? Oh, it was, it was Randy Johnson did it at 40. Yeah. I did read that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That, man, that's my favorite thing. I don't have strong opinions about the DH, but I do love watching pitchers hit, actually. I think it's really fun. So, anyway, I don't know. Is there anything to add to Bartolo Colon hitting a homer other than that's incredible and I love baseball? Like, if you had to pick one. The call of it was really good. <laughs> like, the, 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 the call, the call itself was really good. Um, his teammates going nuts. It's really good. I, I told my dad, I just, I really like that he went to the Mets and he was like, I'm going to learn to hit. And like, he works with the hitting coach. Like, it's clearly important to him. And you see so many pitchers who like kind of flail at a ball or like hardly try. Don't, you know. Early comes to mind. Yes. Uh, Bartolo wants to hit a home run every time he goes up. He is like <laughs> hacking away and yeah, he strikes out all the time, but it doesn't matter. You have nothing to lose. You're a pitcher. He like... It's it seems important to him to hit, and I like that he is trying and he's having fun doing it. I don't know. Uh, there was a, a article a week or two ago. Jay Jaffe at Sports Illustrated wrote about how like how did Bartolo Colon become our hero? Because he's like has been banned for substances. Like he's a PED user and mm-hmm. like has had such a weird career, and all of a sudden like. And he's not a great pitcher, but all of a sudden he's like a really, really popular player. And so he had a good breakdown of the the weird career of Bartolo Colon that seems endless, apparently. I don't know what's going on there. I definitely, like, five years ago, remember when it was like a Yankee and a Red Sox. And you're like, oh, yeah, he's almost done. But still pitching. Still pitching. What was what was your favorite part? The, the fact that as he's rounding third, he's like, I don't want to say he was out of breath. Oh yeah, but he he was he was was clearly heading that direction as he was like rounding third. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he like, had a double last year. He was glad the home run trot was over. 
Yes. It was 30 seconds, 35 seconds. Was that uh, how long it was? <laughs> yeah. There's the, the home run trot trackers or whatever they call. And, uh, and yeah, the, it was one of the longer ones. One of the longer ones that was not, uh, that was not, um, injury based. Sometimes got the long ones are because the guy like hurts themselves rounding the bases. Uh, um, uh, we were recording Sunday night and, uh, Stephen Wright at Yankee Stadium had, was one out away from a shutout and, uh, a lot of home run. But, Stephen Wright has been awesome. I don't, I don't know. So anyway, we're gonna talk about DFS for Monday though, Monday the ninth. Um, Matt, looking at this day, we we did the live broadcast on Friday with uh with Brad and with Alex, and it was a crazy pitching day with like tons and tons of like really good pitchers, which was interesting. I don't have a lot of pitching options for Monday. Is that your initial reaction to it too? Uh. Yeah. There's like a handful of aces. But yeah, like you've got your handful of aces and you've got a lot of guys that I would probably stay away from. Right. It's this might be an ace pitcher day. It might be Strasburg, Felix, uh Kluber, Jose Fernandez, and then after that it kinda gets ugly. But so uh yeah. the thing is in the balance when there aren't many good pitchers, it means there are lots of uh hitters to pick from. And we start with the hitters. So uh Matt at catcher, what do you think in a catcher for okay. Monday? I think the, one of the obvious plays is Brian McCann getting Chris Young. Yes, in Yankee Stadium specifically. Yeah, lefty on righty, fly ball pitcher. Yeah, in Yankee. I I like this a lot for Brian McCann. And actually, just about any Yankees lefty, really. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I Later, when I get to outfield, I just wrote Yankees outfielders. But McCann was the top of my list. Yeah. Chris Young's fine, but yeah, those fly balls in Yankee Stadium are just bad, bad news. Other than Colorado, it's one of the worst places that I feel like he's gonna gonna be that he can pitch, you know. Um, so yeah, I like that. Who else you got at catcher? I worked on Wilson Ramos getting Anibal Sanchez. Okay, is that a pro Ramos thing or an anti uh, anti Anibal thing? A little from column A, a little from column B, Dylan. Okay, sure. Yeah, you like Wilson Ramos. I used to, but he's uh, he's been doing well this year. Okay. My thought process here is that uh, Anibal has been bad. Bad. Okay, certainly. but he hasn't, he hasn't really had platoons, but he's been like he's been equally awful against both sides of the plate. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, Wilson Ramos, right-handed hitter, actually does damage against righties. Mm-hmm. So my thought process here is that you've got a right-handed hitter who does damage against righties, facing a pitcher who gives up hits you know he, he gives up runs just, just about everybody yeah yeah I'm, I'm fine with it for sure animal's pretty bad the tigers bullpen was reformed but is not all of a sudden awesome no. like I, I think you do just fine there so yeah i don't have a problem with that if you believe in uh wilson ramos and you have good reason to mm. i'm okay with that um what do you think of steven vogt and getting clay buckles i had it written down it's you know it's a fine play we talked about last time Buckles was up, where we're just like, if he has a meltdown, you know, you can be part of that. And he, I guess two starts ago, he allowed five runs to Atlanta, and which is it's hard to do. Uh, then he got the White Sox, and did you watch that one? Uh, it would have been the fourth, would have been last week. Uh, Buckles against the White Sox. I did watch that, yes. Yeah, he ended up with two runs, but it was a lot less sharp than the stat line looked, right? 
I think you're with me where it's just like you can pick against Buckholes because any night okay. it's possible he's going to allow like 10 runs, right? That statement I agree with, yes. Yeah. Um, so if you want Steven Vote, I like Steven Vote, fine. Um, did you have Chrissy and Ed get Matt Moore? I wrote it down, but yeah, I don't we like... really believe in it. Okay. We like Ian Etta getting lefties. It's, it's when you want to go with him. Matt Moore's pretty all right, though. So I don't really want to pick he's, against Matt Moore, I don't think. Weird. He's been okay against same-handed hitters this year, but he struggled against righties, which kind of flies in the face of his you know his career averages, which I don't necessarily know what to make of. And mm-hmm. I don't really fully trust Chris Ianetta. Yeah. He's not a masher. It would be a cheap uh, catcher pick, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else do you like a catcher, then? Earth on Salvi Perez versus Ivan Nova, kind of similar thought process to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the uh, Ramos versus Anibal pick. Mm-hmm. So there's no split story about him that Ivan Nova is bad. Pretty much, yeah. Again, kind of bad against both sides of the plate. Yeah. The uh, the other thing is, um, I, I was thinking about. It. I want to pick against Ivan Nova. Sure, I'm fine with that. But the uh, the Yankees bullpen is so darn good. You know, that you're kind of worried. It's the thing we have with the Orioles where you're like, once you get into that, like, it might be a little bit of trouble. Yeah. But on the flip side, it's Yankee Stadium. And so it's I, you could give up eight runs in an inning. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm I'm not so much talking about it on this start, but just that it's now a thing they have to consider. Is like, oh. we we consider, we, we think about it when they get the Royals and that Royals bullpen. I'm like, the Yankees bullpen is that good? Like, the Yankees bullpen is incredible. And not just the back of it, the whole thing. So, um, just something to consider. But I, I, I'm still greenlighting that this time. Um, any other catches for you? I, I worked on Tony Walters getting Archie Bradley. You just want anybody with a pulse in the Colorado lineup? It's in Colorado, lefty and righty. Mm-hmm. It's Archie Bradley. I think that Archie Bradley could be good one day, but he, he could, isn't yet. He will be good one day. It will not be May 9th. Yeah, yeah, not in Colorado. No. So, I like that. What do you think of Francisco Cervelli getting Dan Straley? It's not the platoon advantage, but it is Cincinnati and the Cincinnati bullpen and staff. I, I had never written down. Like, I could see it. I don't, it's I, not, I'm kind of more intrigued by the Cincinnati bullpen than I am by Dan Straley. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, it's a good matchup for any Pittsburgh guys. Uh, Cervelli, I know you're not stoked on, but Brad loves him. He's a high floor guy. If you just want to not get a zero at catcher, I think that Cervelli should be involved in in something yeah. tomorrow. So, honestly, yeah, yeah I, I kind of feel the same way about Ramos and Walters, honestly. Yeah, there are points to get there. So. Yeah, they won't give you a zero, I feel. Yeah. Um, anybody else for you, a catcher? That's about it. Okay, on to first base. I have over ten names. There's plenty. There's plenty of first I, base for me. But I, I stopped trying after a while. Yeah. Um, I'll run through mine at first base real quick, and we'll see if you have any that, that I don't. Um, okay. I have Mark Teixeira getting Chris Young, because fly yep. balls... In, yeah, in if, if you have McCann, you might as well have to, might as well have Tashera. Yeah, I have Eric Hosmer, uh, okay. who's the hitter I trust most in that lineup, and he'll be Devon Nova again. It's platoon advantage; it's a good place to hit. Okay. Um, John Jaso getting Dan Straley again. He's not a typical pick, but another high floor guy. I feel like we talk about this; those high floor guys. He doesn't have upside. You're not looking for a bunch of homers, but if you're playing a fifty fifty game or a small league, like and you just need points. These Pirates guys might be the way to go. So I like John Jason yeah, for that. That's, that's a really smart... Pirates guys on Mondays are a really smart play. Yeah. Um, your boy Justin Boer getting Willie Peralta. Okay, so four why for not? Four so far. 
Justin Bohr pretty quietly is doing just fine. Doing he's doing what you need him to do. Pretty um, quietly doing just fine. <laughs> well, he has like four homers so far, an OPS of like eight eight fifty, I think. I just looked yeah, earlier. Um, so. so he's not lighting the world on fire, but like he's a he's doing what you expected from him. He's a totally competent first baseman. I have Prince Fielder and Elwer Mitch Moreland getting your boy Miguel Gonzalez, who has been predictably bad so far for the White Sox. Have you watched Miguel Gonzalez pitch yet? I, I have. Um, yeah. Honestly, I, I'd prefer Moreland over Fielder because I want to see Fielder actually you know, show a pulse before I take him. Sure, but you're down to take any Ranger sitter against Miguel Gonzalez, I assume. I wouldn't say any, no, but some. The, the ones that can kind of hit and have a pulse more than Prince Fielder. Yes. Which includes uh, Mitch Moreland. Yeah. On the flip side of that, Jose Abreu getting Colby Lewis should be just fine, right? Eh, yeah. Uh, Anthony Rizzo gets Cesar Vargas. Cesar Vargas, like, I think he's had three starts, and they've been pretty good on the ERA side, but it's not, he's walking people, and he's not getting a bunch of strikeouts. Like, I don't think he's good. You know, I think they're... they're... So three starts, a 1.10 ERA... But it's 12 strikeouts to 9 walks. Like, gross. Like, he's not good. I am not fooled by that 1-1-0 ERA. Uh, I think that the Cubs will do plenty of damage. I'm, I'm willing to pick Cubs on Monday. And that starts with Anthony Rizzo for me. I got Chris Davis getting Jose Barrios, who I think can be good one day. But, you know, he's getting accustomed to the majors. And so far, not so good. Um, and I think Chris Davis could take him deep. Uh... Paul Goldschmidt gets Tyler Chatwood in Colorado. It's going to cost you an arm and a leg, but there could be a ton of points there. There's no reason to shy away from that. It's not the platoon advantage. I don't care. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt's good enough. Um, Edwin Encarnacion gets your boy, Jake Peavy. Uh, I, I assume you're fine with that, too. I'd be careful there. Just because it's in San Francisco? It just get, Well, National League Park, it's not... You know, it's going to be interesting to see what they choose to do at first base. Yeah, I assume they'll try and get Edwin there. I would assume um, so too, but who knows? Yeah. It, if he's in, do you would, like it though? I do like it, but I would double check the lineup before I yeah I pull the trigger. Yep, make sure he's in there. And then the only other name I put is Brandon Belt getting Aaron Sanchez. We like Aaron Sanchez. I think he's really talented. I think he's good. Uh, but he does have platoon splits, and as he irons those out, he's going to live up to his potential. But when he's not ironing those out, it's uh, causing him some trouble. So if you want to pick on Aaron Sanchez, it's left-handed batters, and that includes Brandon Belt. Um, I think there's way too many other options against uh, bad pitchers. <laughs> so I I'm fine with um, with uh, Brandon Belt. Anybody else you got uh, at first base that I did not get? Different. What's that? I had two names that you didn't. Okay, who do you got? I also wrote down Pedro Alvarez getting Barrios. Okay. Sure. Again, lefty and righty, same deal. You know, Barrios has is, is struggled against just about every le every lefty's face so far. Mm -hmm. So, I if if you need a cheap option that isn't John Jay, so I, you could look at Pedro Alvarez. Sure, I'm into that. And last I wrote in Carlos Santana versus Mike Fires. Carlos Santana is doing just fine too. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's I, I like him. Really I like him a lot. The last two, like two weeks or so. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, sure. No, I like both those. I didn't have them written down, but as usual, there's a ton of options at first place, first yeah. base, especially when there aren't any, you know, Honestly, it's not a great pitching day. I, my favorite might be Rizzo versus Vargas. Yeah, I like that. Uh, my favorite high floor one is John Jaso at Dan Straley, because I just think they're going to score runs. 
But um, yeah, there's a lot of runs that are going to be scored. You know, every time we say that, yeah. no runs are scored. Well, we're doing our best to predict the future, which is really fun. How we're like, yeah, this is totally going to happen. Like, we don't know. Um, but, but we're playing some percentages and we do okay. Dylan! Um, don't say that to the listeners. <laughs> the secrets of our crystal ball um, that doesn't exist. Uh, if price is not an issue, which it always is, so I don't know why that would be a thing. Uh, yeah. I like Paul Goldschmidt, you know, just having the best opportunity if you Honestly, want to pay I a bunch. If I, if I didn't like power rank these, it would go Rizzo, Belt, Goldschmidt. Yeah, I, I don't want to pick against Aaron Sanchez. He might be good. I, I don't know. Take Moreland against Miguel Gonzalez. That's going to be fine, too. What's that? Mitch Moreland against Miguel Gonzalez is going to be fine, too. I don't know. There's a bunch of places to go. Um, how about second base, which actually takes a little more strategizing? What, what do you think there? Uh, Daniel Murphy versus Annabelle. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Brandon Phillips King John Neese. Okay, sure. I'm fine with that. John Neese has not been good, and Brandon Phillips is still batting cleanup. And has a little power and a little speed, and it's cheap in some format for sure. He's done damage against Lefties this year. Yeah, so yeah, there's there's something left in the tank there, especially in a good matchup. And John Neese has been bad, so you know, we're acting like he's like you know in Jimmy Rollins territory. He's not that old yet. Not not yet. No, he's not. Um, he will in fact never be as old as Jimmy Rollins is. Well, unless Jimmy Rollins passes away and then he catches up to him. I suppose that would. Be that how that would work. Well, way to make it morbid, Matt. I had to go there <laughs> to beat my logic game. Um, yes. Uh, who else do you have in second base? <laughs> uh, Derek Dietrich versus Willie Peralta. Okay. Uh, we love Derek Dietrich, and we and aren't. Nuts Willie about Peralta it. has been horrific. Willie Peralta's bad, and we like Derek Dietrich. He gets on base a bunch too. Yeah, I'm into that. Okay. Speaking of guys who get on base, base. Speaking of guys who get on base a bunch. Ben Zobris versus Cesar Vargas. Sure. Uh, I usually like Zobris against lefties more, but I like I said, I think Vargas is bad, and I think the Cubs are going to score runs. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jason Kipnis getting Mike Fires. Sure. I'm fine with that. I I wish Mike Fires were better. But, Me too. But he hasn't been. Yeah. And lastly, uh, Jean Segura getting Tyler Chatwood. Righty on righty, I know, but... It's Tyler Chatwood in, in Colorado. Yeah, I agree with you there. That I, yeah, I, any D backs, and he's been doing well. He was injured for a little bit, but I like Segura for sure. So, yep. Um, the only ones I had you didn't. Um, I have Rugnet Odor getting Miguel Gonzalez. Absolutely. Uh, he's also quietly done just fine. OPS over eight hundred, and uh, Jonathan's coat getting Jose Barrios. So, uh, yeah, plenty of options at second base. How about third base? Where are you going? Okay, third base, I'm starting with Josh Donaldson versus Jake Peavy. Sure, why not? Ready and ready, but I think Peavy has, on, has, in 29 innings, he's given up 29 runs so far. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, not, he's not great. I mean, his strikeout to walk numbers indicate that he's a lot better, but it's still 29 runs and 29 innings. Yeah, I think, yeah, he has an ERA of 9.00. I also want to say, I think Thursday was when we talked about Matt Cain and how Matt Cain is now the National League's John Danks. And then they went out and had that, like, 17-run loss that night in his start when Vin Mizarro yes. came in and all that. And I was like, yes. oh, my goodness, Matt Cain. Oh, my goodness. 
Yeah. Uh, PV's not quite there yet, but he's trying to be with that 9-0 ERA. It's kind of hard to throw baseballs with a giant fork sticking out of your back. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> Uh, and he gets the Blue Jays, which is fun. Great. That, that'll really help you out, Jake. Yeah. You, <laughs> you have a 9 ERA, and the Blue Jays are coming to town to yeah. step on your head. At least in San Francisco, I guess, is the silver lining. And I guess it's a silver Maybe lining. Edwin won't be in the lineup, but instead I bet they will probably sit just in smoke. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I like Donaldson. I like the Blue Jays. They're going to do just fine. Okay. Next up, I have David Wright versus Scott Kazmir. Yes. I like David Wright hitting lefties. There's some fun to be had there somewhere, but I, I, I like that matchup for him, for sure. Yeah. Last, uh, Jose Ramirez versus Mike Fires. Okay. You a Jose Ramirez guy now? I kind of like him. He's keeps hitting. He, he keeps hitting and he keeps getting into the lineup, so yes. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. Uh, probably plays a few different positions. You gotta check where your DFS format is gonna fit, but uh, yeah, he's on fire, and he's not a name that gets talked about, but He's on fire, and that's a good matchup for him. Um, I had my boy Eugenio Suarez getting uh, John Neese. I am all about that. Oh, that righty and lefty. It's cheating. But, uh, he plays third base. Again, it depends on the site. In traditional fantasy, he's eligible at shortstop from last year, and so he might on some of your sites. But um, he's their everyday third baseman, so I'm, I'm going to list him there. But I like him there. Right. I definitely like him at shortstop. Um, I have Jungo Gung is back. And he gets Dan Straley. It's not to an advantage, and I don't think it matters. Because, again, I'm picking anybody that can kind of hit uh, in that matchup. What about your boy Todd Frazier getting Colby Lewis in Texas? You okay with that? Ready and ready, is it not? Yeah. Are you worried about it? No, not really. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have Chris Bryant getting Vargas, because why not? Uh, Manny Machado getting Jose Barrios. Manny Machado's really good at baseball. It'll be fine. Uh, Nolan Arenado gets R.G. Bradley. It's kind of the Goldschmidt thing, where it's like, if you just, you know, want to spend all of that there, it's a specific way to to do your lineup, but I don't think it's wrong. You know, I, I think you would... You balance it out with John Jaso. There you go. Yeah, if you went Jaso and Arenado, that's still a lot of points to have there. That's Isn't fine. it? Yeah. I think, I think it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good, uh, you know, pretty good corners for DFS. Yes. Yes, I like those matchups. Um, yeah, those are all the third base and I have. There are a lot of ways to go. Um, shortstop is trickier. Uh, yes, Eugenio Suarez, if he applies there. Um, I also wrote, uh, in the same infield, Zach Cozart, who plays shortstop for them. He's been alright. He gets John Neese, and John Neese has been bad. And that's platoon advantage, likes to hit lefties. Um, so if you're looking for something out of Zach Cozart, this is the place to get it. I think he'd be just fine. Addison Russell gets Cesar Vargas. Uh, I, again, I don't believe in Cesar Vargas. I think the Cubs are going to score a play. I don't really believe in Addison Russell. He's he has plenty of talent and he's in a lineup okay. that yeah he's really talented I think he's gonna grow into being you know if it was like you know uh you know instead of DFS it was like you know UFS or it's upside fantasy sports sure he he's twenty two he's twenty two so I, I think he's going to have a fine career. Yeah. I, I don't know if I want him in my DFS lineup in 2016. That's fair. That's fair. Part of it's just supporting cast and matchup. The Cubs are so I, good. I just don't get it. I, I'm, I'm not big on him. I, I'm, I don't own him in any fantasy leagues. I understand. Um, do you probably love Francisco Lindor getting Mike Fires? I don't not love it. No. Yeah. I, I, I'm a, no you know, I'm a, okay, Lindor, that I get. Yeah. Okay, he's also really young, but we, we've also seen production from him. Yes, and uh, honestly, he d doesn't have great 
fantasy skills. He's kind of an on-base guy and kind of a defense guy. But he's definitely the whole package. It doesn't matter. He's going to be good. And that's a good matchup for him. Um, and then I have Trevor Story getting Archie Bradley. Even though it's righty on righty, it's Archie Bradley going to Colorado, I think. We've seen the Rockies can blow up and, you know, the Rockies and the Blue Jays are two teams that, like, any night they could blow up for 10 runs and it's not going to shock you at all. You know, you'd be like, yeah, they do that. Like, if the Padres scored 10 runs tomorrow, I'd go, wait, what happened? But if I were like, oh, yeah, the, the Blue Jays scored 10 runs for the Rockies, they'd, okay, like, whatever. So having a guy in a lineup that can be a part of that every time out, uh, uh, Trevor Story can be worth the money. Um, who, that's all I had at shortstop. I only have those four. Uh, how'd you do there? Did you find anybody else? I worked on Jimmy Rollins versus Colby Lewis. You're digging deep there. How much of that is pro Jimmy Rollins and how much of that is hating Colby Lewis? Again, about 50-50. Okay. Coming around on Jimmy Rollins a little bit. I had to defend him earlier in the season. He keeps being like reasonably competent at the plate. Yeah, that's all you can ask for. But I think he's capable of that, sure. Yes. Yeah. And, and I also wrote on Ezreal versus Scott Kazmir. I'm fine with that, too. Yeah. A couple of switch hitters there that'll be yeah. totally competent. So, yep. Um, all right, on to the outfield. Matt, take me through your outfield picks and where you think you might end up Jeez. going. I, I have a, a ton of outfield picks here. Okay. Uh, me start, I guess I'll start expensive. Okay. So I'll start with Bryce Harper versus Anibal. Why not? That's, yeah. <laughs> he walked six times on Sunday. And he got hit by a pitch. He took the bat out of his hands all weekend. Yeah, he walked a bajillion times. He didn't want any part of that. And they won every game. Clear strategy. It was, I I thought it personally, I I thought it was brilliant. Not everybody does, but I can see that, yeah. I I read that Ryan Zimmerman left 12 people on base. That's, yeah. That lineup's not great. Just kidding, or was that the weekend? It could have been this extra innings game on Sunday. That's what I think it was. Yeah. yeah it was that one game. It's, it's, it's a lot to leave on base in one game. It's not a good day. It's but leave on base. It's, yeah. Uh, it, people are kind of worried that that Washington team might be not amazing. You know? They're okay. But, yeah. Yeah. Ryan Zimmerman went one for seven in a, uh, in a 13 inning game with no, one RBI. He did have one. But, yeesh. Um, yeah. Uh, who else do you have in the outfield, though? Because uh, Bryce Harper, yeah, if you want to pay for it. Same with Arenado, same with Cole Schmidt. There's no reason not to if you can okay. fit it in. Uh, other expensive names? Uh, Nelson uh, Cruz versus Matt Moore? Yes. Righty on lefty is really nice for, for Nelson Cruz. Yeah. Uh, Jonas Cespedes versus Scott Kazmir? He has, like, 30 RBIs in 30 games. Sure? That's, an, which... that's a lot of RBIs. That's, yeah, that is a 162 RBI pace. Uh, we don't feel that RBIs are that predictive, but he's obviously doing just fine. <laughs> well, he has like 10 homers or something, too. I think he does, yeah. He, he's doing damage, man. Right? Yeah. Next up, uh, Christian Yelich versus Willie Peralta. Okay. I'm totally fine with that. I'm on the Yelich train, for sure. So am I. He, he's an on-base machine this year. Yes, he is. I have him in an OBP league, and it is pretty all right. Nice. Uh, Josh Reddick versus Clay Buckles? Yes. Yes, yes. I And Billy Burns for me. Yeah, okay, you can talk me into Burns, but I'd rather have Reddick. Sure. Uh, the entire Rockies outfield versus Archie Bradley? 
Yep, I wrote that. Yeah, just pick one. Pretty much, yeah. Pick who's ever cheapest. Probably Gerard Aparo, but whatever. Um, next up, I have Hayward and Fowler versus Cesar Vargas. Sure. Uh, I'm okay with that. Anybody in the Cubs lineup, I'm into that stack. Yes. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Gardner and Ellsbury versus Chris Young. Uh, sure, yeah. I don't even hate, you know, Beltran either. But, yep. again, kind of yeah. like the Rockies thing. Pick one, pick an outfielder, and find with it. Except uh, Gregor Polanco and Matt Joyce versus Dan Straley. Okay, yeah, if Joyce gets in there. Um, I'm fine with McCutcheon and and Marte also. I, I also just kind of wrote Pirates Outfield. Okay. Uh, Eaton and Melky versus Colby Lewis. And Melky. So you today have recommended Jimmy Rollins and Melky Carrera. I'm like, if the White Sox stay hot, and they were to go up against, like, Willie Peralta somehow, would you actually suggest Avisil Garcia? Is, is it going to go that far? Is Are they playing in Milwaukee or are they playing in Chicago? I don't know. I just tried to... <laughs> They're both good places to hit. Uh, oh, the no, H thing. Well, I'm saying he's more likely to play against him in Chicago than he is in Milwaukee. It was a poor example I came up with on my feet because I was just trying to think of a pitcher that you hated, and then it was accidentally an interleague one. But anyway... <laughs> I'm just saying you're starting to like recommend White Sox, even ones that you hate. It's good to see. I'm glad. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Melky Cabrera, switch hitter, has been doing okay. I don't all right. Him at all. I just think he's kind of dim. Sure. I well no, but he's a good player. I'm not even talking about that. Like Adam Eaton, we agree is good, can give you points, but like we've hated on Melky Cabrera for not being good, but he's being <laughs> less than bad. When, even when he's productive, he doesn't give you as as many points as other outfielders do because he, he he's more than happy to go four for five with with four singles than he is to go, yeah, you know, one for four with a homer. Right. Not a lot of not a lot of pop there, and a little bit of speed, but not much anymore. You know. So mm-hmm. yep. Um. But yeah. Okay. So Melky and Eaton. Who else you got? Okay. Now, uh, or, or Michael Saunders getting Jake Peavy? Yeah, I'm into that, for sure. Now we're getting like the, uh, the the cheap plays that I have written down here. That's good. Uh, Kim versus Jose Barrios if he gets in. Really? You, Lefty you and righty. See, sure, but you see something there from him. All he's done is hit. Uh, when, when he can get in, hopefully he can he, get he's in. in. He's been in nine games, and all he's done is hit baseballs. So. Yeah. Hopefully he can carve out more of a role. And finally, uh, Brandon Drury versus Tyler Chatwood. Talk about all he does is hit when he gets in. They're, yeah. He has carved out a role. They are starting him. Yeah. Um, yeah, he forced his way into the lineup as everyday left fielder, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm fine with that, too, especially uh, in Colorado, for sure. Um, on my list that you didn't have is Nomar Mazzara getting Miguel Gonzalez. I know okay. that you like that. I have... Uh, here's one for you. Um, well, you can take David Peralta getting Chatwood. I'm fine with that. Um, I have Melvin Upton getting John Lester. And this is purely based on Melvin Upton's only value really being that he can run. A little bit of sneaky pop, but they can run. Um, and John Lester not holding a runner on ever at all. Um, but there's uh, it's a volatile pick with a good chance for a zero. So... I don't love it, but if you're in a GPP and you're looking for somebody who's going to be really cheap that could turn into a number of points, uh, I, I kind of like it as a boomer bust pick. 
Um, right. It's an interesting one. It's not top of my recommendations. I'm just trying to find a cheap one for you. Uh, an intriguing one. If you pick Melvin Upton against John Lester and then you win, you look like a genius. Uh, I don't think that you're playing BFS to look like a genius, but it would be a, a clever pick, I suppose. But could easily go for four. Um, I have Enrique Hernandez getting Steven Matz. It's the my favorite uh, right-handed hitter of the Dodgers. The guy who hit lefties would be Enrique Hernandez. I didn't pick any other Dodgers, though. Steven Matz is pretty all right. Um, I have Denard Spann getting Aaron Sanchez, if you think the Giants can give Aaron Sanchez trouble. And I think they might, because they're pretty left-handed. Uh, Span would be uh, certainly involved in that. And, uh, yeah, other than that, I had a lot of the guys you did. I think there are plenty of options in the outfield, um, for sure. All right, on to pitchers. Like we said, there's some aces. You can start with Steven Strasburg getting uh, Detroit without Victor Martinez, because they're going to be in Washington. And that's actually kind of significant. So I like Steven Strasburg, actually. It's not a great matchup for him, but I think he's good enough to do fine there. Um, Sonny Gray's going to Boston. We like, don't love Sonny Gray. I might like him more than you do. Um, wish he had more strikeouts, and that's not a great matchup. But I think he's good enough that I'm not that worried about the matchup. Uh, Jose Fernandez gets the Brewers. If you want to spend the money, there's no reason to hesitate. Like, that's fine. I have Felix getting the Rays. I, we've talked about how there are some question marks around Felix Hernandez, but the Rays don't hit very much, and it's at home. So I think that Felix is safe against Tampa Bay. Um, I know I said Enrique can hit Steven Matz, but I'm not worried about the rest of the Dodgers that much. I think Steven Matz could still have a fine matchup in Dodger Stadium. And Kluber gets, uh, Corey Kluber gets the Astros, and I totally trust Corey Kluber as well. I think he'll be fine. We did not really pick any Astros against him. He'll be good. Um, so those are the aces. Matt, where are you going that's like, if I if I don't want to spend all my budget on obvious uh, mainstream pitchers, and I want to go a little cheaper, uh, where are you looking at in the pitchers? Jeez. It's not great. I I, I, it's not a lot to pick from. What's that? I guess John Neese might be an option. He's been so bad, though. Yes, he has. Yeah. If, if, you're, if you're chasing wins, you could talk me into Tyler Wilson. Yeah, he's the guy we brought up on the show where it's like, I have no expectations for him, and he's been pretty okay. Not good, but he has a 304 ERA and a 110 whip. What's that? He's not going to strike anyone out. He's not going to strike anyone out, and he's going to get the order three times, and then they're going to yank him. So, like, he went... Six innings, two earned runs, four strikeouts last time against the Yankees, and it's like that's what you're hoping for, for sure. It, that's a quality start, and he could get hit to a win, you know, against the Twins. And the Twins is a much easier matchup than you know. So if yeah, you're chasing a win, and you're you want Tyler Wilson if you picked Bryce Harper and Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, you know. And then uh, hope they hit their way into points and you just try and get something out of him. So, yeah. yeah. No, it's not a crazy day. I don't know. It's hard to make him look good, but this would be the kind of day where you would think about it. Agreed, yeah. Anybody else you're looking at and uh, pitchers? Where were you thinking of going? I'm, I'm looking at Archie Bradley and I'm shaking my head no way. Yeah. I, no you, way. You can talk. You, you know, twist my arm. You can talk me into Matt Moore. I always like Matt Moore in a Rich Hill way where he has a big ceiling. Like, he could strike out 10. He could also implode and be awful, but he could strike out 10, you know? Yeah. 
He has I, that I think, spell. I expect him to be there, I think. I don't... You know, there'll be a bunch of runs scored as well, I, I, I get the impression. But I, yeah. The the Mariners have been darn good, which is kind of weird to say, and we're only a month in, but they've been real good, so kind of got to be a little bit careful. I, I um, kind of like the Nats versus the Dodgers. Yeah, I think the Dodgers are not... Kind of like the Nationals, I don't think the, the Dodgers are as scary as people no, thought they would be. Right. At least not now. They could heat up, but right now I'm okay with picking against them for sure. Yeah, that's honestly, that's about it. Okay. Um, there are a lot of stairways. There are a lot of landmines here. There's a lot of landmines. Uh, the only other one I had is Aaron Sanchez uh, in San Francisco, and that one is volatile for me too, kind of like Matt Moore. I might do something like a GPP. I might combine Matt Moore and Aaron Sanchez and be like, if they click, they can both click, and that can be a ton of points. And my, my, they, my, my, the Giants are so left-handed. It could go bad, but it's also a good place to pitch. I don't know. It's it's not a good matchup for him. I'm not in. I I think it's volatile. I think both those could go badly, but also could go really well. Whereas like with Tyler Wilson, there are not that many outcomes. I mean, Bell, Crawford, Panic, Spam, Blanco. It's pretty left-handed. Yeah. If I think he has the talent to be good enough, you know. If I'm spending on an ace, it's Kluber or Strasburg are my favorites. But if I want to go a little cheaper and more volatile, it's uh, Matt I'm Moore. Three there. And Sanchez. What's that? Yeah. I, I, I kind of like Fernandez, Fernandez and Lester. Fernandez would be just fine, too. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even uh, list John Lester. That's right. He gets the Padres. Like, that's... Yeah, he's going to be fine. Uh, yeah. Somehow I missed him. Yeah. John Lester is a good one if you want to spend the money. I think that's one of the safest matchups of the day. Yeah. They're pretty right-handed, but I'm not worried about it. I think John Lester yeah. will be okay. So. He, he doesn't really come with platoons, but he's been fantastic against both sides this year. Really yeah, has. I think he'll be okay. I think the Padres are pretty bad. Um, yeah, any other pitchers for you? I, some aces and some question marks, and that's about it. Yeah, like I said, I think it, you know, in, in the early state, I think I, I want Fernandez and Lester in the, in the late. I, I guess I would go Matson Moore. Yeah. Gun, you know, gun to my head, I'd go Matson Moore, honestly. Yeah. All right, and then we got to make some Field of Streams picks where we uh, pick pictures that are less than 50% out of Yahoo Leagues. We each pick one every day of the season, and we keep track. Um, I think we're both... I mean, you look at it, Buckholes is eligible. We don't want that. That's a landmine. John Neese is eligible. He has a 5.94 ERA, like, and the Reds can kind of hit, and it's in Cincinnati. Um, are we both going with Tyler Wilson? Are we officially streaming Tyler Wilson? I'm going with Tyler Wilson. Yeah, I think of what's available on our threshold. We're not saying slam dunk, we love Tyler Wilson. It's just of what we can pick around this day. We don't want Yvonne Nova. We won't, don't, don't want Dan Straley. I can't pick Steven Strasburg. I can't pick these guys. You don't want Bradley or Chatwood. Tyler Wilson against the Twins, I think, is a safe one. So it could go badly, and there's not a huge ceiling. But it would not shock me if you went five innings, two runs, three strikeouts, and a win, which won't hurt you. So, yeah. We're going Tyler Wilson. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, Matt, did you have anything else going on before we get out of here? Do, do we want to talk about the, the benches clearing on Saturday? Uh, I didn't see that. I didn't watch much baseball on Saturday. What what benches clearing are we referring to? Uh, the White Sox and Twins. You get to tell me about it then, because I, I, I was not at my computer not watching baseball for most of Saturday. I, uh, can, we, can we start that over? It's Friday. I screwed it up. Sure. 
yeah, hold on a sec. Uh, let me mark it. All right, Matt, got anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Can we talk about the, the, the benches clearing and the White Sox and Twins matchup on Friday? Uh, I'm not familiar with it. It was my birthday, so I was not watching baseball, actually. Uh, what what okay. happened? You have to tell me about it. Okay. Um, earlier, the, you know, the, the White Sox had, had plunked a Minnesota twin. Sure. So, in retaliation, the twins plunked Jose Abreu. Sure. That's how these things go. And it was, it, first, it, you know, it was the first pitch, and it hit him right in the butt. Sure. So it was a pretty obvious, you know, this is, we're taking out one of yours. Right. But we're not going for his head. We're just eye for an eye. No. They, 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 to, to their credit, they did do it the right way. The right and, way for the ridiculous eye for an eye peeing yes, contest. Yes, the ridiculous peeing you know, yeah. one of your players, yes. Yes. Uh, and to, to Abreu's credit, he he really didn't react that Bradley. He was he was just he, he was just kind of you know what, what's up, what's going on, why why yeah. And you know the, so the, you know I think you know the, the Twins and White Sox jumped out. I don't I didn't really see who who came first, but all I know is in 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 these scrums, I want a camera to be trained on Brett Lowry at all times. Oh sure, oh sure, he's the guy to watch, right? Yes. Did, if if. Did they indeed might, watch him? Did they do something? I, I think he was in the middle of it, and you really couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. The punches were not thrown. It was just kind of you know general milling milling around. But it was clear that there were a few guys who were animated, and he was he was among them. Right. I I, I was kind of annoyed by the broadcast because we didn't have a camera trained on him at all times. You you see the White Sox bench clear, and you're like, oh, we have Brett Lowry on the team. Time to this he's, might be exciting. He's, he's the White Sox random crazy guy. Yeah. It, no more AJ. It would have been AJ to watch, right? But no, 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 no. AJ was never the random crazy guy. He was always the guy who was starting it. Okay, it, Laurie's the one that's different. Jump in, like a different type of crazy. Yeah. In yeah, no. The, the, in you know, in in the anatomy of, of, of a bench clearing situation, there's always the random crazy guy. Uh-huh. It's it's usually a hitter, usually like a backup outfielder who doesn't play very much. And has like nothing else to do, and figures this is his big chance to get on TV. <laughs> so he comes flying out of the dugout, fist ready. He's ready to throw. He's going at everybody. Yeah, that that's your random crazy guy. Yeah, and you're like, whoa, holy crap! Brian Anderson is pissed. Why is he so mad about this this beanballing going on when he wasn't exactly. even hit? Yeah, it's like, whoa, that's funny. What a great teammate he must be. Fire and passion. That's what he's doing. He's showing everybody how much he cares about having his teammates back. Yeah, Brett Lowry is like the like perfect random crazy guy. That's true. That I he will come flying off the bench for any for any circumstance. I I really can't wait to see where this develops. And hopefully, yeah, the the mean rivalry between the Twins and the White Sox that only the Twins and the White Sox care about. Do you have yes? Like so, as a White Sox fan, you probably hate the Tigers. Uh, do you hate the Indians? Is that really a thing? Yes. Okay. I actually, I, I spent most of my, my teen years absolutely terrified of the Indians. Oh, yeah. In the 90s when they were amazing. Yeah, back in the, yeah when they had the, the, the murderer's row, just... There's some... Every, every, every position was stacked. There was some record Bell, they had Garrett, where, like... Lofton, Vizcal, Alomar, Alomar. I thought they had some record where, like, every position hit 20 homers and it was the first time a team had done that or something. I think that's accurate. They yeah. Were, yeah, that lineup, that was... That lineup was ridiculous. Yeah, yep. I mean, even for like even for even for that era, it was like yeah, stacked. those famous 
Indians teams. I can see that for sure. They were those those teams were so terrifying. Yeah, and never won at all. Everybody was always like, "How did they?" they not... Huh? When, 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 Chuck, when Chuck Nagy's your ace, you're probably in trouble. Yeah, that is true. That is true. All right. Well, uh, that should do it for Matt and I for Monday. But we will be back on Tuesday because we're crazy and we do this five times a week. And then Matt Matt has his vacation coming up next week. I gotta find some people to to take over, but uh, to join me. Well, it'll we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. But uh, yeah, uh, Matt and I will be back on Tuesday. Good luck with uh, this weird pitching day on Monday. There's places to go. It's just a little weird. But um, yeah, for Matt, Matt's on Twitter at Matt D underscore DFS. I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. We love to hear from you guys. Uh, you guys interact really well. We dig it. So make sure to holler at us, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy, or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.